Hello, everybody. I am very safely driving, I should say. I have to drop something off at a FedEx location. And I decided, since it takes, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, and I'd rather be home recording this podcast, I thought, well, let's do it in the old-fashioned way. This is how I used to talk to people. This is how I still do talk to my friends a lot of times. Uh, Audio letters. Uh, This is a special thing for me. This is also how Damien and I got to know each other the best, through talking back and forth. Because I'm not a phone person. Um, Damien is a... He loves the phone. He even has a landline. Uh, I hate the phone. But I love to talk. So sit back, relax. You don't get a chance to speak, but I can talk for as long as I want. It's so fucked up, let's face it. But it is what it is. It's who I am, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Uh, I, I Yeah, anyway, I, 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 this is what I do on the podcast, essentially, so I'll do it from here. Uh, let's just go into some thoughts. By the way, it's beautiful out. I live in a farmland area. I don't know if that's what you call it, but it's a lot of farms. It looks like Holland. And right now the sun's already setting. It's 3:45 and the sun is almost <laughs> behind the horizon line there. So, it's very, you know, very far north. It's um, it's such a strange thing to have your day seemingly end at about 4 p.m. It's been messing with us. Our days are bizarre and I and I am regretfully not doing my 8 a.m. wake up every day cuz I've stayed up all night a couple of nights this week, and I just have a lot going on, and I can't, I can't, I just can't do it unless I don't sleep a lot. What are you supposed to do in that situation? I mean, you know, we're all striving to be nice, well-rounded people who do the right thing, who eat well, who prepare meals ahead of time, who work out, who go to bed early, who get up early, face the day, go to therapy, uh... Be good to your friends. Be good to your family. Be present. Be a badass at work. I mean, what the heck? You guys, it's driving, it drives me insane. Today, no matter what, I'm going to just stop work. And even when I stop working, I'm now working because then I crochet and do these modaliers or whatever it is I'm doing. So, I mean, I do that until I fall asleep, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little bothered right now. I'm a little bothered, but I am going to say lights out by 10.30 p.m. tonight, no matter what. No matter what has crept up on my agenda, no matter how I'm feeling, those lights are out. No more reading. No more of my new obsession, Sudoku. It's weird. I'm still, like, really good at Sudoku, and then if I'm not doing a really good job, I, like, fail miserably. I don't know what is going on, if that's common. Uh, a couple of you have said that you have now decided to do some Sudoku with me. So that's very cool. Welcome to the club. Uh, let's see. Recommendation Corner, everybody. Murder on Middle Beach. Four-part documentary series on HBO. Uh, really interesting unsolved murder of a mother of two in Connecticut. Uh, who had an ex-husband who is definitely one of the suspects who acts very strange. And the documentary is told from the perspective of her son, who is, at the time of the documentary, 
The documentary was filmed over several years, what seems to be maybe six to eight years. So he's in college in a film class doing the first part. And I'm very taken with this documentary because I normally cringe at documentaries that are made by people close to the victims because it then ends up being all about that documentarian in a really selfish, annoying way. But this kid, absolutely, it is not about him. It really is about him just trying to understand his mom. So, I mean, it really is about his mom who was murdered very violently and about his family and it has a lot of subtopics that include AA and addiction and uh, escape Uh, so I don't know I was I haven't been this kind of fixed on a documentary in a while I would say I highly recommend it HBO Max I had HBO on my Amazon account, but now Amazon, if you guys don't know, I had to look this up. HBO Max, if you already had an HBO subscription through anywhere, you just sign in with that on HBO Max. You get the app and there you go. So, and I've been enjoying it very much. So Murder on Middle Beach is my number one recommendation on this week's Recommendation Corner. Uh, There's also this part, and this just gives you an insight if you care. You probably may not, but, um, the kind of things I focus on that make documentaries or movies or TV shows worth everything to me. There's this moment where the, let's call him the kid. I don't remember. His name is Madison. That's right. Madison Hamburg is his name. And Madison is interviewing a few of his mom's recovery friends from her recovery groups. Um, oh, another side topic on this doc or subtopic in this documentary are pyramid schemes. A very fascinating element of her murder might have to do with this dinner group she was a part of that was basically one of those like, you pay this and then you may get more money. Uh, just like any pyramid scheme, like doTERRA or whatever. Uh, so what... What was I? Oh, so he's he's interviewing and many of these recovery friends of his mom's when she finally went to AA, and a lot of them wish to be anonymous, but some of them he just says friends, but you can tell they're his they're her AA buddies, and um, he the guy the man who was in AA with the mom was talking about just something about how wonderful the kid's mom really was and that she really was a light in these rooms and that people, people just adored her. And you can, and then there's the silence rather than the documentarian kid asking more questions. And all you see though, is this man from AA's face. And he's really like, what I consider a beautiful man, just a very thoughtful face. You can tell he's been through some shit um, a little bit, not haggard, but rough looking, rough around the edges and very wise through pain. Basically, basically that's what his face tells me and the way he spoke. And, um, anyway, so when you hear the silence in the documentary, you see this man's face change as he's clearly looking at the documentarian kid and he looks concerned and he just says, you okay, man? And he waits for an answer, and you that's see him like just kind of nod, because the guy, the kid, is probably crying clearly. And this guy, 
there's just something about the way he says, you okay, man, that I am so obsessed with. And, and it makes me want to cry just thinking about it. Uh, there, it's very beautiful and very loving and a very, there's something, you know, since I was a little kid, I've, I've been very fascinated by the dynamics between grown men. And I don't know why that is. I, I, there's no way to explain that other than I grew up around men who clearly deeply cared about one another to a degree that you, you like nothing else matters kind of thing. Yet they don't necessarily act like it. So it's all in the subtext of how they are around one another. And, um, I just find it so engaging and beautiful and sort of sad at the same time. So, uh, yeah. So in that moment, I, that moment basically encapsulates a lot of what I love about watching human behavior. And I really love seeing how men relate to one another and how men love one another. I I just do. I, 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 at this, you know, as I say that, I know that there are women out there who would be very, maybe disturbed by this. Uh, maybe not. Uh, why would you be? But, you know, then again, it does seem strange to me that I'm not <laughs> that interested in that with women. And I don't know why. I, I guess I've never said any of this out loud, to be honest with you. These are all just thoughts I have all the time. But I'm just not as fascinated with it when it's, I mean, maybe because I am a woman. And, and uh, But I also didn't grow up around close women, to be honest with you. I, I, I mean, I kind of did. Not as much as I did with men. And, I, and again, I just gravitated towards it. So there you go. I mean that is why I made the drawings I made for 20 plus years, you know, with these sweatsuit guys. It's part of, it's part of it anyway. So, uh, yeah, murder on middle beach, highly recommend whoever this Madison Hamburg kid is. He's probably like 30 now, so he's not necessarily a kid. He is to me, but he is very talented and a very selfless filmmaker. I mean, what he and his producer friend did, or I think he had two producer friends or something that, they did an absolutely incredible job. And this came right on the heels of me deciding that I'm starting to hate documentary documentaries made anytime recently. Cause they are so self-indulgent for the most part. And they're, they're just not, they, they, people draw things out for so long. I think just so marketing wise, they can have a multiple part documentary or something. I mean, I don't know. I just feel that documentaries have been a, they're much more prevalent, and B, they're much worse. So I've been, and documentaries have always been my favorite form of filmmaking. And, and you know, all you got to do is go look at some old documentaries from Herzog or the Maisels Brothers and, you know, do it that way, dummies. Uh, because, yeah, we're losing our sense of what's important in a documentary. I also have this other belief that I just kind of came up with recently. I don't remember which documentary made me think this, but I think we are frighteningly close to a documentarian or a group of people who want to make a documentary actually 
committing a major crime, most likely murder, just so they can make a documentary about it. I really do believe that's going to happen because documentaries are so profitable right now that I really can see this getting that fucked up. So that's my prediction. Be careful. Look out, everybody. Uh, What else is going on in Recommendation Corner? Well, I don't know if I can recommend it, but just to let you guys in on what I've also been watching, I stayed up really late finishing a drawing the other night, and I watched for the first time the Gabriel Byrne HBO show In Treatment. He plays a psychiatrist, and basically you get to sit in on his sessions for a half hour, you know, each episode. There's more to it than that, but I am very into it. It's from 2008. I think it's an Emmy winner, and... I don't know what got me into it. It basically came up as a recommendation and I was too lazy to go search for something I already wanted to watch or even click on my list or whatever. So I was like, deal. I don't know what the hell this is, but I'll watch it. And it's a, it's nice for a voyeur like me. Cause you really do get to, I mean, look, it has its problems. In fact, the main girl, there's this character named Laura who has a crush on the therapist she is so clearly Australian or maybe British, but I think Australian, but she's supposed to be an American and she cannot get the accent down. I mean, not even at all. And it's real aggravating. There's also this girl and I'm sorry, I forget her last name, but her actor's name is Mia something. And Mia is a kid in this show. She's a child, like 16 years old. Uh, with somebody that is going to therapy with this guy. And she is such a standout actor. And she is also Australian, but sounds like an American. So they clearly hired this person who plays Laura just because she was hot. And that really annoys me a lot. So anyway, this Mia actress is so badass. And I remember her from a David Cronenberg movie that I really love that I've only seen twice. And I need to see again, like ASAP. And that is another recommendation corner movie called Maps to the Stars. I'm not sure where you can view that. I think I got had it on DVD when I saw it. So um, it's not that old though. No, I didn't actually because I mean, it only came out like five years ago or so, uh, but r- not a typical David Cronenberg movie at all. Uh, I don't remember what to say about it. I think Julianne Moore's in it. I think John Cusack's in it. I could be making that up. And this Mia... Oh, I know who's in it. Uh, What's-his-face Robert Pattinson from Starlight or whatever. Is that what it's called? Twilight, 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 Twilight. I'm even worse at remembering things when I'm driving, you guys. Uh, Okay, I'm pulling into FedEx, so I'll stop there. And then probably when I come back, you'll hear me with my real mic. And I will read to you from a book of some sort. All right, guys, more in a bit. Bye-bye. Okay, audio quality changed. Here I am with my real mic. I think it's plugged in. Hold on, let's... Yeah, we're good. Hey, everybody, welcome back to my studio. Now we're in my studio. Let me set the scene for you. I like to let you guys know... Okay, I got my day planner out. I've got... The noise you may hear in the distance is my air purifier because my allergies are just so bad. And I have in front of me, what else? Oh, my TV died. My studio TV just died on me mid Bold and the Beautiful episode yesterday. 
Uh, one minute I see Liam and Hope arguing, next minute I hear them and I don't see them. So that's not going to work for somebody who relies on TV as their number one source of, uh, that's, that's my number one drawing material is a television set. So Damien was sweet enough right away yesterday and got a new TV for me. He went and found one and now I have to set it up, which might, hopefully that'll be easy. Uh, I got blankets all over my couch. Uh, everything's a little bit in disarray right now because I have so many different projects I'm working on. Ceramics, photographing my modeliers, drawing, packing up drawings, packing up modeliers, my shipping station, my drawing station, my computer station. It's Right now, it's a little insane. And I thought I would organize my studio when I got home, but I think I'm just going to wake up like 15 minutes early and try to do that tomorrow. Um, Oh, and I've got some Palo Santo burning, which is one of my all-time favorite scents, and I'm running low on Palo Santo. If any of you guys have any recommendation on where, like if you have an sh online shop or something you love at, to buy Palo Santo wood, I would love to know it. All right, sorry, I cut myself off accidentally. So, okay, so Costco, so Flonase. So I had to get Flonase at Costco, I forgot that that was another part of my journey outdoors today. And, you know, it's just weird. It's weird being in the world, and I don't like it. But I tried to just have a nice time. I could go on and on. In fact, I recorded you guys a whole message, the whole drive home. But I got very worked up and angry and upset and whatever. I was like, you know what, it's a little too personal, a little too much. So I decided to not do that. But in short, a really cool thing also happened at Costco. As I'm leaving, you know, at Costco, if you've ever been, you have to give your receipt to somebody who does a marker. There's no way they can tell what you have in your thing, by the way. I don't know what they're doing. It's such a, it's just a formality, I think. But anyway, maybe, maybe you guys know. Maybe there is a reason. But they barely look at your stuff, and all they do is marker it. So anyway, I did, I, I, there's like one lady who looked really mean on the left, and another lady who looked really cool on the right. So I go into the, I veer right. And as I'm pulling up towards her with my massive Costco cart, because they're like the size of a house, she goes, mission accomplished. You got your stuff. And kind of motions at all my stuff in my cart. I was like, whoa, we got energy times 10 with this person. I loved it. I go, you have no idea, girl, how, how much I want to just sit here and hang out with you tonight because I need that kind of life. I miss everything right now. Everything. Stranger danger never made its way into my world. I am all about strangers. I am all about communicating with strangers, smiling at strangers' faces, looking at smiles in other people's faces, not just their eyes above their masks. I like the full experience. So for me, this is particularly hard for various reasons, but... Um, there was just, even though, yeah, we were both wearing masks, there was a fun moment that felt mask-free. It was just fun. And everybody else is so miserable right now. You know, I mean, I get, I am, I am pretty miserable when I'm out because I hate the whole thing. I hate everything. But um, I don't know. There was an air of something lighthearted and there's so little of that right now. And I love this. Mission accomplished. You got your stuff. Um... Let's see, help me corner. Before I read, let's do help me corner. So I've mentioned this before and I don't believe anybody reached out. If anybody knows anything, if you are a medical professional and you've ever heard of this, I need some help with my heel. 
my left heel, what I know these to be called are stone bruises, but I have a suspicion something else is going on in my foot because I've had this for about a year now. And the, so the bot, my heel, the, I can't put any pressure on it. So I'm kind of, I'm not quite limping because I'm able to just use the ball of my foot to walk. But it's getting to the point on certain days it's, it hurts worse and I do have to limp. And I mean, when I'm sitting even on a couch or a chair, I can't put my foot down. I have to only put my right foot down or it hurts too bad. And I'm thinking a year of pretty bad pain in my heel means something might be wrong. Does anybody have any clue? How do I heal it? What do I do? I really don't want to have another health problem. I really don't want to go to a doctor, but if I have to, if you think I need to, let me know. If you think, don't worry about it, it'll go away in five years, then let me know that too. Um, before I read, I also want to let you guys know, this is a long episode. Jeez, I'm sorry. I am auctioning off the 2020 headstone drawing. Yes, you heard it here first. So, uh, here's what you do right now. It's only at like $150. So, um, the value of that drawing is almost three grand, technically speaking. So if you want to get in on a drawing of mine and you like the 2020 headstone stickers or greeting cards, which are still available in my shop, robinoneal.com forward slash shop, get on this. Also, the bigger point is that 50% of whatever I raise um, through this auction, which is on PayPal, just search my name, Robin O'Neill, on PayPal, and this will come up. Or look in the description of the podcast, and I'll link directly to the auction. Um, it's just on eBay. This is really low-key and easygoing, yet you're going to get an original drawing of mine. And also, you, and which I think is a very special drawing, by the way. I mean, I've never done anything like this, like a topical drawing in this way. I think it's pretty cool. But the other thing, is, and you can frame it, make it look nice, and always remember that you lived through this year. But most importantly, all of you know that the Trevor Project is near and dear to my heart, and every shirt sale I've ever made goes directly to the Trevor Project. Um, I've been, yeah, so... For a long time, I've been raising money for them, and it's a nonprofit. It's a 24-hour, toll-free, confidential suicide hotline for LBGTQ plus youth. So uh, it's been around forever. I, I don't know how long, but probably for 20 years or so, and it is one of the few organizations that has a focus on real-time crisis interventions. Uh, so it is a lifeline for so many people. And I'm going to read to you what I wrote at the bottom after I discussed the... Anyway, 2020 has not been kind to anyone living with depression or anxiety. And now I want to add in, or anybody living with anything for that matter, or living with none of that. It's just hard. Uh, our youth are suffering with isolation perhaps now more than ever before, and some LBGTQ youth no longer have the support outside of their own families that they need to stay connected and to feel mentally healthy. By helping me donate, you can make sure this 24-hour service stays available for the long haul. And eBay will directly transfer 50% of whatever we make on this drawing to the Trevor Project. So there's no, there's no worries about it not getting there. I, you don't have to worry about that anyway. But we're under $200 for a drawing that's worth... I, it's somewhere around, I put 2500 to be safe, but it's really worth about $3,000. So um, 
just this seems like a smart investment in a lot of ways uh, for you, and also it's for a very, very good cause and one that this podcast, aka me, really believes in. So, without further ado, let me grab my book. I'll be right back, and I appreciate you guys listening. Okay, I'm back. Here we go. Is this working? I'm going to be reading from a book recommended to me by my friend D.W. Burnham again. Uh, He is always reading something wonderful, and this was no exception. And I'm actually going to read the four poems from this book that he texted to me. And it's from a book called Classical Chinese Poetry, an anthology translated and edited by David Hinton. And... It's got a quote from W.S. Merwin on the back saying, Hinton's achievement is another echo of the original and a gift to our language. And the minute D.W. sent me these, I thought, I've got to order this book from Farrar, Strauss, and Giroux immediately. So I did. Copyright 2008. Link in the description. Um, So I'm going to go right to it. Uh, I'm going to read from Wang An Shi. And uh, I'm going to re- start with, which one should I start with? Okay, Wang on Shi, Self-Portrait in Praise. I mean, this is, how long ago is this? This was written like a thousand years ago, right? Let me see. Let me see if it tells me exactly how, yeah. Um, 1021 to 1086. That was his life. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know enough about him, but uh, I want to now. Now that I have this book, this is a reason to learn more. So let's do this. Uh, self-portrait in praise. Oh, I put little marks in blue pencil that say DW next to the poems he recommended first because, I don't know, I want to remember it. Uh, self-portrait in praise. Things aren't other than they are. I am today whoever I was long ago. And if I can be described... It's as this perfect likeness to all these things. Talk about summing life up. And also, I think I've mentioned that I worship reality. So that first line, things aren't other than they are. I need to print that out and put it, or write that out and put it above my eyeballs at all times. Um, next one, at Lumen River Headwaters. i got something messing this book up. There it is. It was an extra pencil stuck in there. West of Lumen City, a hundred mountains rise ridge beyond ridge. All trace of my life buried in these dark depths of haze and cloud. It's perfectly empty. That worry over white hair, over all I've done and not done. In spring wind, the river lights up a ravaged face. Oh, that's good. God, I love these. Let's do this one. Cut flowers. Getting this old isn't much fun, and it's worse stuck in bed, sick. I draw water and arrange flowers, comforted by their sense adrift, sense adrift gone in a moment. And how much longer for me? Cut flowers and this long ago I. It's so easy forgetting each other. That last line is very unexpected, isn't it? Did I do, no, let's do him, like as in a Bible hymn, H-Y-M-N. Dawn lights up the room. I close my book and sleep, 
dreaming of Bell Mountain and full of tenderness. How do you grow old living with failure and disgrace? Just go back to the cascading creek, cold, shimmering. Oh, all right. So, yeah, that's Wan An Shi, and that's classical Chinese poetry and anthology. And I've just started to dip into this. I plan on reading this in bed tonight uh, and spending a lot of time with it. I want to dedicate this. Uh, I want to dedicate this podcast very sincerely to D.W. and Don and Graham. And this goes out to you guys. And I love you all very much. So, uh, in closing, do I have anything else to say? I don't think so. How's your life? In general, how is your life? Do you agree with me that Diane Weist is one of the best actors of all time? She has some smiling eyes, doesn't she? She has the most, she has the sweetest smiling eyes that maybe anybody's ever had on the face of the earth. Um, do you agree that The Office goes way downhill in the last few seasons? I, I mean, hello, I love Robert California because that's my hero, James Spader, but... So him aside and Nellie aside, because Nellie's awesome too, but come on, this sucks. I'm on season eight, I think. I don't know. I can't do it. It's so... And Pam and Jim, what happened to them? They suck too. I mean, I just miss Michael Scott. I love Dwight. All right, anyway, do you like your smartphone or do you hate it? What's your favorite app? What's your favorite soup? Who was your favorite childhood friend and where are they now? And do you think you'd be friends with them still? Um, last question, what do you need right now? Tell me what you need. That's it, you guys. I'm out of here. Sorry this was longer than normal. I'm off to eat soup myself. That's why I was thinking of soup. I'm going to eat baked potato soup or potato soup, I mean. Um, and then I'm going to crochet and I'm going to watch some TV and I'm going to try to go to bed in time. I love you guys. Good night, everybody. God, how much did that last song just suck? That, that outro music? That's not up to par. I'm going to leave it because I think it's so bad. I think it's so ridiculous. I don't believe, oh, let's see. Yeah, that's not my, that's not my guy, Otis McDonald. That's the problem. I'm so sorry about that. Um... Better luck next time. We'll, we'll get a better outro song again next time. I always love my outro songs. So anyway, I thought I'd just come in here and say that, that that is a regret that I have. But I'm going to stand by it because I did put it in there. So there you go. Uh, I'm back. Uh, so I just listened to it one more time, and now I like it. It sounded like Unsolved Mysteries, the theme song from Unsolved Mysteries, which is one of my favorite pieces of music of all time. So... I don't know. It just was a different mood. I love the, I love the beginning where it's like, that is awesome. The rest got a little boring, but anyway. All right, this is it. I'm out, I'm, I'm for real out of here now. Goodbye.